short runway today, so we had to quickly get out here um, with the intro video. As we're singing that song, um, the blessing, one thing I love is that the word amen simply means it is true or may it be so. Every time we sing that, we, we see our Savior, we say, Lord, may it be blessings upon this church and this community and, and our families and those that are even yet born. I believe that the prayers that are prayed today linger throughout eternity and that, that lives will be saved that we will never meet because of your faithfulness because of your care. So I want to thank you. What a, what a great God we serve. What a great God we serve. So my name is Josh. If you don't know who I am, lead pastor here. And to those welcoming us online, I want to welcome you that might be just now tuning in. So today we start a new series called Resets. And Stuart in our prayer earlier sort of hinted at what it truly means to reset. You know, resetting does not mean that we turn a calendar, but we, we set our hearts on something that is far greater and better than ourselves. And we're going to look at John 21 today. You know, it's quite interesting. If you're like me, 2020 is a year that you'll never forget. Um, someone asked me today, they said, well, how long have you been married? I said, okay, well... Hurricane Katrina was in 2005, and I was married after Hurricane Katrina. So 2006 minus 21 is 15 years. And you say, why why do you mark that? Because I lived in New Orleans during that moment. And I think 2020 is going to be like that for many of us. It's a a year that we're going to mark time by. You're going to say, well, let me think back. When was the pandemic? Okay, well, it's been 10 years since that point. And for many of us, uh, this year has been at full of, of social unrest. As you've seen riots and looting and, and difficulty. This year has been a year of, of chaos. It's been a year of isolation. I was in isolation myself for a little bit. I can't stand to be by myself. I'm, I'm a horrible guest. I'm a horrible traveling companion. If all I have is me... Watch out. And this year's been a year of death for some. And I think the hardest part of all of this is that I have not, I've seen people die, but I've seen them die alone. It's been a, such a difficult and ugly disease for many. And we look at this and we say, God, where are you? And, and in the midst of all of this, even in the midst of 2020, we see the illumination of Jesus Christ. The light of Jesus doesn't go out because we think it's really dark. The light of Christ has always been here. It was there in 2020 and it will be here today. It was there thousands of years ago. It was there before the world was created. And today, the light of Jesus Christ is still shining. So our prayer is that in the next two weeks as we have this mini-series called Reset... That you will reset your hearts and your minds upon that which truly matters. And we're going to look at a man today in John 21 that was in need of a reset. A man named Simon that had one of the worst weeks of his life. A man who who was living out the consequences of a devastating denial. That not only once but, but twice... Not only twice, but three times, he said, I do not know Jesus. In the moment that Jesus needed his disciples the most, that's when Peter deserted him. 
And I can imagine in this moment, Peter is living with the darkness of his consequences. And Peter was in need of a reset. Now here's what's interesting about this passage. So stark is John 21 that some scholars would say, well, it was not even included in part of the gospel. They said, this, this can't be original to the gospel of John because it makes no sense. It is unbelievable that this would happen. And I would say, uh, excuse me, we worship and a God who works in the realm of unbelievable things. And so, yes, it is unbelievable, but yes, it is authentic and it is original because God gives hope to people who need a reset. And so if you feel like you're there, you're not alone. So you're in for a treat today. John 21, read with me, church. I'm reading from the CSB. Verse 1, and I'll read through verse 14. This is the, the fourth gospel in the New Testament. The beloved disciple writes this way through the inspired word of the Holy Spirit. After this, we'll come back to that word, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. He revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel from Cana of Galilee, Zebedee's sons and the two other of his disciples were together. And Peter said, I'm going fishing. And they said, we're coming with you. They went out and they got in a boat. But that night they caught nothing. Now let me remind you, these are not fishermen by hobby. They're fishermen by trade. They know how to catch fish. Okay? So don't think they just had a bad night. Four. When daybreak came, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples did not know it was Jesus. And he said, friends... Jesus called to them, you don't have any fish, do you? And they said, no. Well, cast the net on the right side of the boat, he said to them, and you will find some. So they did, and they were unable to haul it in because of the large number of fish. I love this verse. The disciple, the one who Jesus loved, said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard this, that it was the Lord, he tied his outer clothing around him, for he had taken, him, he had taken it off, and he plunged into the sea. Since they were not very far from land, about a hundred yards away, the other disciples came into the boat, came into the boat, dragging the net full of fish. When they got out of land, they saw a charcoal fire there, with fish lying on it and bread. Jesus said, bring some of the fish you've just caught. So Simon Peter climbed up. He hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them, if you're counting. There were so many that the that net was not torn, though. And Jesus told them, come and have breakfast. But none of the disciples dare ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and he gave it to them, and he did the same with the fish. Now this was the third time Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. Now it's not going to end there, so we're going to read some verses after this towards the end of the message. But for right now, we're going to pause and pray and ask God to work in our hearts. Father, we thank you for your word that, that demonstrates that there is a man who is in need of 
joy. He was in need of restoration. And Lord, you gave the disciples a reset. And Father, I believe right now that there are many of us in this room that need a restart, a refresh. Lord, we need a reset that only you can provide. So Lord, we ask by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that you would open our hearts and our ears to a fresh word from your word. That we would leave here full and encouraged and refreshed because you have spoken to us. Lord, for those who do not believe, Father, would you do something in their midst today that they could not deny the power of Jesus Christ and that they would say yes to Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. So, Father, encourage the saints, challenge the lost, that they might be found. Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's message is very simple. It's called Reset Your Life. And I have seven points, so get ready. Seven points of reset today. So let's start back to verse 1. It began in this way. After all of these things. So, so what is after all? What has just happened? So let's just quickly talk about um, the last week of Jesus Christ. Jesus was brought into Jerusalem. On a, on a foal, on a colt, and this triumphal entry. And in that process, the, the leaders revolted and they, they hated Jesus because of his authority. Remember, Jesus goes to the synagogue and he doesn't teach like the normal person. He's not your normal pastor. He teaches as of one who has authority. I mean, the Pharisees go and they teach, this is what God said. Jesus shows up and says, this is God. And the religious people didn't like that. And through all of this, Jesus was betrayed by those that he loved. He was betrayed by the disciples. He was flogged. He was ultimately murdered. He died on the cross in the same town where he, a week before, had come in the triumphal entry. And he died on the cross. The Bible says that anyone who is hung on a tree is cursed. But the story doesn't end there. Three days later, they go to the tomb. And, and they're expecting to, to, to spice up the body of Jesus, right? They want to make him smell good. That's what you do to dead people. And they go in the tomb and guess what? Jesus is not there, just as he said. And so this resurrected Jesus Christ is now appearing again to the disciples. So when the Bible says after all these things, it's after all this Jesus lived, he died, and he lives again. And in the midst of this, Peter has betrayed Christ. And by the way, Jesus told Peter he would do that. And Peter said, if the whole world betrays you, I will not. And I can imagine Jesus in his spirit said, oh, really? You're going to correct the Son of God. And I believe Peter in this is a broken man. But here's what's happening. We find the disciples in Tiberias. Some of you have been to see the Tiberias. It's the Sea of Galilee. They're not in Jerusalem. Now, what are they doing in Galilee? Just really quick. They're from Galilee. So they're going back to the place of comfort. They're going back to what is normal. That's why Peter says, hey, guys, I don't know about you, but I'm a fisherman, and so I am going fishing. See, that, that's normal, and I think if we're not careful... We all long for what is normal, don't we? Who's been guilty like me? I can't wait till things get back to normal. 
But what if that's not God's desire in our lives? What if God doesn't want us to live in a place of, of complacency and normalcy? And the, I believe the disciples are here and, and God is reminding them, listen, you are back in your home, but I never want you to go back to the way things used to be. I'm reminded of that verse in 2 Corinthians in verse 4, 17. Paul says, For our light and momentary affliction is producing for us an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory. So for those of us who are just looking, Lord, let me get back to normal again. God reminds us that there are no wasted moments in your life. God is working in Galilee. He's working in Jerusalem. God was working in 2020, and he's going to continue to work in 2021. 